Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, May 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. President Donald Trump's trade threat rattles investors, and U.S. officials accuse China of backtracking on their promises. Then, Anadarko Petroleum's board of directors is backing Occidental Petroleum's $55 billion bid and plans to terminate its merger agreement with Chevron. And a former Goldman Sachs banker is released on a $20 million bail over the 1MDB case. Plus, the FT's Alistair Gray explains the serious accounting problems that forced Kraft Heinz to restate nearly three years of earnings. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Trade talks between the U.S. and China have been plunged into uncertainty. On Sunday, U.S. President Donald Trump threatened to impose higher tariffs on all Chinese imports. The tweets raised questions about what was expected to be one of the final weeks of negotiations between the two countries. And the possibility of additional tariffs lobbed from either side rattled global markets. U.S. stocks managed to pair some of their early losses, but did join the global sell-off on Monday. Yesterday afternoon, U.S. officials held a briefing regarding the trade talks. The FT's James Politi has more. Robert Lighthizer, the U.S. trade representative, and Steven Mnuchin, the Treasury secretary, called a briefing with reporters to try to explain what was the cause of the abrupt shift. Uh, Essentially, they said that over the past week or so, China had backtracked, and they used the word reneging. They had reneged on a series of their commitments, fundamental commitments that they had made. And so the negotiations had taken a turn for the worse. Specifically, it seems as though Uh, The Chinese had walked back some of their pledges to sort of enshrine and enforce some of their commitments to rein in their industrial policies and uh, force technology transfer into Chinese law. After um, U.S. officials were made aware of this change in the Chinese position, they briefed President Trump, leading to uh, the tweets on Sunday. At this point, a delegation of Chinese officials is still expected to arrive in Washington uh, on uh, Thursday for a new round of talks, but that will coincide with higher tariffs, and it's unclear whether this will lead to a potential last-minute deal under pressure or whether the negotiations will uh, unravel entirely, and that's, I think, the big fear in markets and among U.S. business leaders. The fight for Anadarko Petroleum's prized oil assets is heating up once again. Anadarko's board of directors plans on terminating its merger agreement with Chevron. The board is backing Occidental Petroleum's $55 billion bid instead. Over the weekend, Occidental added more cash to the structure of its offer to sweeten the deal for Anadarko. Because the revised bid includes more cash, Occidental will not require a shareholder vote on the offer and that's likely to anger some shareholders who oppose the deal. Asset manager T. Rowe Price is one of Occidental's largest shareholders. The group has publicly expressed its opposition of the deal because of the risks of getting the deal done and the leverage it would bring to Occidental's books. A portfolio manager told the FT on Monday that the group has plans to vote against re-election of Occidental's entire board. And they'll have a chance to do so at the oil company's annual meeting this Friday. Meanwhile, Chevron has until Friday to revise its $33 billion bid or 
submit another proposal. If not, Anadarko will have to pay Chevron a $1 billion termination fee. And a former Goldman Sachs banker is under house arrest on $20 million bail. Roger Ung pleaded not guilty to allegations of bribery and money laundering in a Brooklyn courtroom after his surprise extradition to the U.S. from Malaysia. Mr. Ung, who is a Malaysian national, and another former Goldman banker, his former boss Tim Leisner, are accused of participating in the 1MDB scandal. That's where billions of dollars raised from Malaysia's state development fund were allegedly stolen. They were then allegedly funneled into luxury properties and other investments, including the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. Goldman Sachs underwrote a series of bonds in 2012 and 2013 that raised billions for the fund. And the bank earned an unusually high amount for the deals, about $600 million. Goldman has denied any wrongdoing. Mr. Leisner has pleaded guilty to federal charges. The FT has reported that the U.S. Justice Department has recommended that a settlement with Goldman Sachs over its role in the scandal should include a guilty plea at the parent company level. The bank also faces criminal charges in Malaysia. Mr. Ung's next court hearing is scheduled for Thursday, May 23rd. And here's a closer look at one of the day's big stories. When Kraft Foods and H.J. Heinz merged in 2015, together they created one of North America's biggest food companies. At the time, the new Kraft Heinz was a $100 billion company. So how has the parent company of Philadelphia Cream Cheese and HP Sauce fared since then? In short, not very good. That's Alistair Gray, the FT's U.S. retail and consumer goods reporter in New York. This group was formed in 2015 by a a mega merger of Kraft and Heinz, which are two of the biggest U.S. food companies. It was engineered by 3G, Brazilian American Investment Group, and backed by Warren Buffett. Since the deal, it's been difficult. The whole packaged food sector has come under a lot of pressure, effectively, because people aren't buying these big brands anymore. That's the kind of root of the problem. Part of it is demand for healthier foods. Some of it is just that these brands are going out of fashion. Like many in the industry, uh, Kraft Heinz has turned to cost-cutting to offset that. And 3G in particular has been renowned for this so-called um, zero-based budgeting, which is a really stringent cost management technique, which has helped boost profits and margins, particularly in the early years, were really quite impressive. Wall Street was really keen on these guys. Revenues, however, have been a completely different story and they've stagnated. The mood in Wall Street gradually changed. Shares had been under pressure for a while, but it all really blew up this year, back in February, when the company <laughs> took a $15 billion write-down, slashed its dividend and said its counting practices were being, at least in procurement, were being probed by the um, SEC. And what happened Monday? So yesterday we got a lot more detail of these um, accounting problems. We previously didn't know very much. The company had just said that they were related somehow to procurement. So on Monday we got quite a bit more detail about this as an internal investigation by the company was now pretty much complete. It's pinned some of the blame on a group of rogue employees saying they were guilty of uh, misconduct. But that's not all of it. It's really a wider issue related to the way Kraft Heinz accounted for uh, contracts with suppliers. They were supposed to uh, book payments over the life of these contracts, payments from suppliers and rebates. Instead, they took the benefits or recognised them in the accounts up front. 
too quickly and that flattered the short-term profits. As a result of all that, Kraft Heinz said it was going to have to restate almost three years of earnings. So Alistair, how much are we talking about here? The procurement-related accounting problems the grand total is about $180 million, which sounds like an awful lot, and it kind of is in absolute terms, but this is a company that still makes about $7 billion in profits per year. Bear in mind that this company has already taken a $15 billion write-down. How has all of this played out among investors? Among investors, there's still an awful lot of unanswered questions here. It's not it's not clear, um, for example, whether the, um, the cost-cutting pressures led to shortcuts that were being taken um, that ultimately led to the accounting difficulties. We don't know that. We also don't know what the SEC is doing with this info that they've gathered from the subpoenas. And incidentally, the, <laughs> the company also revealed yesterday that it received another subpoena since taking the, the February uh, write-down. The SEC is now examining the, uh, the write-down itself and the accounting for uh, goodwill. This means there's going to be a lot on the plate of new Kraft Heinz chief executive Miguel Patricio, who arrives from brewer AB InBev this summer. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be following rideshare app Lyft as it releases its first earnings report since going public. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.